The first 13 games of the West Virginia Powers 2019 season have brought a lot of interesting theories about the future of the Seattle Mariners. Most namely, that there's a lot of potential for the Seattle Mariners to be very good in the future with the crop of talent that they have sent to West Virginia in the first year of our affiliation. Hitters like Jared Kelnick and O'Neill Pena have really started to find their rhythm. The starting pitching staff, headlined by Logan Gilbert, really in a groove with four quality starts in their last seven outings. And the bullpen, an ERA hanging just a little north of two, and they have been absolutely shut down to start the year. The Power 8-5 and five through their first 13 games of the season, just coming off a 5-1 and one homestand and a three-game sweep of the Lakewood Blue Claws, their first sweep of the Blue Claws in two years' time. It's been a lot of exciting action, including an incredible 5-1 and one homestand for the Power, and now they hit the road looking to gain some ground on the top contenders in the Northern Division, the Delmarva Shorebirds and the Hickory Crawdads. Each one of these West Virginia Power players comes with their own unique story. Some may be largely well told already, and others may have been stuffed under the rug or forgotten about in lieu of the bigger prospects. One of those players is Bobby Honeyman, a Stony Brook alum who has played exceptional defense for West Virginia in the infield and has shown that he is one of the toughest batters to strike out in all of the South Atlantic League. He also has flexed his muscle and he hit his second home run of the season yesterday. And there's a lot to talk about with this young man from Massapequa, New York. He joins us later in the podcast, but first we break down the opening homestand for West Virginia and talk about what's led to the success for your 8-5 and five West Virginia power. Welcome to Expanding the Grid. Welcome back to Expanding the Grid, episode number two. David Kahn, Kyle Yeomans joining you from the broadcast booth here at Appalachian Power Park as we have just wrapped up our first homestand of the 2019 season. And what a homestand it was, Kyle. 5-1, and one, the West Virginia Power sweeping the Lakewood Blue Claws after taking 2-3 of three from the Augusta Green Jackets. You really couldn't have asked for much more for the Power coming home. Yeah, you, you have a 5-1 and one record, and that's always going to be great. But I love the foundation that's now been laid for this team now that they're starting to find a little bit of a, of a rhythm. You either had one thing working and one thing not on that first road trip. The pitching was either great and the lineup kind of was subpar or vice versa. Today, and really for the rest of the series, uh, or rest of the homestand rather, at home at Appalachian Power Park, they were able to put those things together and be able to kind of string together a a nice homestand, but also figure out some of those holes that they had early on. I think you look at the bullpen as one of the best in the South Atlantic League. I think you look at the middle of the order to the top of the order as one of the best lineups in the South Atlantic League as well. And then who, who's to tell you that Logan Gilbert isn't one of the best starters <laughs> individually in the, in the Sally League as well. So I think overall you've got a huge – you've got pieces here here in West Virginia that could win a championship if you're able to put those pieces together in the right situations. And I think Coach David Berg and his entire staff have been able to try and do that so far. It's one of the reasons why they've won four straight and now five and one at home. Yeah, let's touch on this in segments. First, let's go to the offense. Jared Kelnick, awesome. an incredible homestand for him. He ends up with 12 hits on this homestand in 24 at-bats and even 500 average for Jared Kelnick. Unbelievable stuff for him after a road trip that he will certainly want to forget about and can forget about after the homestand he's had. But we're seeing what was expected of Jared Kelnick now after the first six games at home. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Five of those hits being doubles. He had his first home run of the 2019 season really early in the homestand. And then 
he kept that going, and he went one for four in the final game against Lakewood, which or one for five, rather, in that final game against Lakewood, but he was able to extend his five-game hitting streak coming out of that as well. So I'm excited to see how Kelnick responds on the road now. Of course, one of the big storylines with why he struggled early was, hey, he didn't have his own bats, which that doesn't sound like much, but you never really know uh, how things are going to turn out there. But now that he's got all of those things and then a swing kind of figured out, uh, later in the season, or later in the, the first part of this season, I think he's able to kind of maybe take that to the next level here on this road trip. Yeah, another offensive superstar for the power that really turned it on in the homestand, O'Neill Pena. What an unbelievable surprise he has been to the middle of this order for West Virginia. Not really one of the touted prospects, a guy who's been kind of tossed around the organization a little bit, but he has really found his stroke here at Appalachian Power Park. My goodness, he was an extra base hit machine. Finally lifted one out of the yard in the final game of that homestand as well. And, man, he has been not only a a fun player to watch at the plate, but he's just one of my favorite players to be around. He spent the entire end of that final homestand to sign autographs for every single kid in the stands that wanted an autograph that's the kind of player that I respect and man I, I know opposing pitchers are gonna have to respect him a little bit more with what he was able to do over the homestand both him and Kelnick hitting in the middle of that order is it's a pretty deadly combination yeah with Julio Rodriguez soon to return to the power lineup as well that two three and four power punch is really tough to deal with for opposing pitchers in the South Atlantic League let's go to our pitching staff though Logan Gilbert Obviously phenomenal at his first three starts, 1-0 with a 0.64 ERA. But Clay Chandler has a couple of quality starts. Ryan Inman, a quality start in the homestand opener back on Thursday, April 11th. Stephen Moyers, those a quality start, seven innings as well. The longest start by a power starter this year. It seems like whoever is tasked with stepping up, they're able to do it, and they're able to get the job done no matter what. Yeah, and you're absolutely right by by noting both Gilbert, Chandler, and then also Ryan Inman as well. Those three guys were outstanding against Lakewood in the second series on the homestand. And with those three guys up at the top of your rotation, I think you're, you're going to win quite a few of those ball games. And if, you, if they're all three able to produce the way that they uh, were able to produce at Appalachian Power Park this past week, then uh, keep on the lookout for this West Virginia Power starting rotation because they're going to be tough to hit. And you've got the back end of it that still have some some things to work out, some kinks to work out, but that's going to come. It's still game 13 going on 14 of the season. Those those different things are going to be ironed out, and you're going to see some good starts from everybody. But if you have a solidified front three like the power do, that's a dangerous combination. One word to describe the power bullpen, at least for me, is the word bulldogs. Oh, nice. Uh, they are incredible. Woof, ERA, woof. <laughs> ERA down below uh, 2.10. After the first 13 games of the season, four relievers still have not allowed an earned run on the season. They've just been truly miraculous, and it almost seems like when you get past the starter, usually guys are like, oh, cool, we got past a good starter, let's get to the bullpen. Not the case for West Virginia. You have to go from a guy like Logan Gilbert to a 97, and then all of a sudden you're dealing with Devin Sweet, who has one of the best change-ups that I think I've ever seen at this level. And then you go to guys like Nolan Hoffman, who throws 95 from the sidearm delivery. Diason Arias throws a fastball with movement. I mean, I can go up and down the line in this bullpen. There's really not a guy that you can attack if you're West, if you're facing West Virginia that you see out of the bullpen. You're like, oh, great, this guy's in. Now I know I'm going to have success. Yeah, we, and you've pretty much highlighted some of the top guys out of the bullpen, but uh, there are guys, like you said, that you might think that you could attack. We saw two guys today that were kind of a question mark, David Ellingson and then also Elias Espino, but both of those guys were outstanding to close out 
the homestand here at Appalachian Power Park. So I think even with those two guys, they're not considered holes either. This bullpen has been so good and so solid. They had one little hiccup in game two against Augusta. Other than that, I can't point at the bullpen and say, hey, the bullpen's at fault for this loss or they're at fault for blowing this save or blowing this lead. That's not the case. The bullpen has won well uh, more games than what they've even been close to of potentially trying to cause a loss. Well, one thing's for sure, this team is really starting to come together as we hit the road for Asheville and McCormick Field. Three games set against the Taurus. First trip to Asheville for the power in a couple of years' time, and we hit the road for them. The team really consistently putting it all together, and one of the guys who's kind of been the glue for that is Bobby Honeyman, and Bobby joins us now. Bobby, first off, just give me your thoughts on the 2019 season for you thus far. It's definitely good. Um haven't started the whole team kind of struggling as an offense so far, but I think we're all just kind of getting used to uh, the pitching styles here, and uh, I know we'll turn it around, but our pitching has kind of kept us there, and we've been able to win some games. Yeah, you know, coming out of Stony Brook last year in the 29th round of the 2018 draft and then going to Everett, you really had a banner year uh, last year. You were second in the league in average. What, what kind of led to your success? Um, I think just having a good approach at the plate. Um, being with Ferris kind of helped a lot too. He helped me out with some things, but uh, kind of just sticking to the same approach and attacking fastballs early. Yeah, and I know there was a little bit of a stretch late in the year where things really started to click for you. What what was the little adjustment that you made? Uh, I just honestly moved my front foot, kind of closed myself off a little bit, and then uh, everything kind of just started to click there, so I'll give the credit to Ferris on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and And then you look at also, not only the the fact that you've been so successful from a hitting standpoint and in long streaks like that, but also you don't strike out a whole lot. You don't necessarily go down on strikes. You tend to put the ball in play. What is that like? Why is that approach, at least putting the ball in play, so successful for you? Um, coming from a Stony Brook University in New York, it's really cold half the time. <laughs> if you if you put the ball in play, some things good mm-hmm. things are going to happen. So I always grew up hit the ball and play you never know what could happen if you strike out you can't do anything about it so <laughs> there could always be a, a botched ball or wind could take it you never know so but if you're striking out nothing comes from that and growing up in new york you not only went to university there but you also uh, grew up in the state with it being cold and with that same kind of approach who who instilled that into you really from the get-go um, well, started my high school coach. My high school coach and my college coach actually knew each other. Oh, okay. So they had oh, wow. the same, like, coaching styles, which mm-hmm. is probably why it clicked so well. But, um, yeah, I came from don't strike out. If you strike out, that's horrible. So <laughs> I, I try to strike out as least as I can. And is it helpful now that you've had kind of that same relationship with your high school and your college coach and then now Eric Ferris in your first two years in the minor leagues? Yeah, it definitely helped out a lot. Um, like I said, he's any anytime I got a question, I go to him. Not even baseball related, just off the field stuff. He's he's been a really big help. Now, last year you were with Everett most of the year, but you got a little bit of a cup of coffee in full season ball with Modesto, and I read that you really took some pregame preparation away from the way those guys prepare for the game and brought that back down to the Aqua Sox. What did you exactly take away, and, and how do you use that? Uh, it's just a work ethic that they all have. They've been uh, they've been here for a couple of years, so they know exactly what it takes. Like you can't with the amount of games that we play, you can't be getting prepared for every game like it's a three-game series. you got to be ready to kind of, like, all right, my body hurts a little bit. I don't need this many swings today. Like, just let your ability take over. But um, definitely just the preparation and how they go about their business. 
Did you find that when you came back from Modesto, other guys on Everett were coming up to you and asking questions versus beforehand, or was it more of the same? No, it was pretty much the same. It was it was more of just like, oh, how was it type of thing, like just quick little questions, but nothing really too baseball-related. Sure. And then I know you were a golfer back in your early days in high school and mm-hmm. things like that. Does some of the same kind of routine, whether it's physically with a swing or just the preparation going into a game that kind of comes from that golfing background? Uh, I, I don't really kind of get them two together much. Okay. Like I, I used to play golf during baseball season, like it wouldn't affect me much. But um, I've always, I never really needed much like preparation for a game. So like even like like early games, like I don't, it doesn't affect me if I really don't take swings or anything. Even golf, I don't, I don't need to go to the driving range or anything. I'll just go and hit it. Now, are you a good golfer? Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a two handicap. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot better than me. See, you, can, you can go out and compete with Tiger at the Masters, right? I don't know about him. But, <laughs> yeah, he's he's my favorite. Where where were you when he won the Masters this past weekend? Uh, my family's in town, so I was actually at the Sheridan Hotel watching it in the lobby. So it was pretty. Oh, cool. wow! Pretty surreal moment for you. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, now I know you also played hockey mm-hmm. uh, a while ago. Do you still play that? Which do you prefer? I want to know besides baseball, golf or hockey. I'd say golf, but I I love playing hockey. Like I miss it a lot. I know down the road I'll probably get myself in a men's league at some point because I miss <laughs> it that much. But it was I loved it. It was so much fun. What, what position were you? I played defense. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever get any fights? No, we weren't really allowed to fight. But oh, okay. uh, I got in a couple scraps. Nothing. <laughs> nothing too crazy. Lay were, down some hits though. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were the fights planned or were they, or were they, were they actually natural? No, nah, just front of the net kind of. Pushing each other around, but no, okay. no punches thrown. All right, I got you. So you touched on the fact that you went to Stony Brook. Uh, you were a part of a pretty special moment in Stony Brook history, the 1,000th career program win for mm-hmm. the baseball team. Oh, talk about that game a little bit and what it meant to be a part of that. I don't remember the exact game it was, but I remember after the fact. But that just goes to show uh, the continued success that that program's had from Division three to Division one. And I don't know the exact amount of years, but to be able to make it to the College World Series and have the amount of guys drafted that we do have over there, and even this year they'll probably have four or five more guys drafted. But um, just goes to show that, like in the Northeast, they're probably one of the best programs around. Yeah, and your draft day, June 6th last year, coming up on the anniversary of your draft day, you were the first Seawolf drafted since 2016. Did, did you feel like you kind of set a precedent for future Seawolves as the, hey, this program is still around. This program is still, you know, very positive and very, and very much alive. Uh, I wouldn't say so, but uh, actually my one my one friend got drafted by the Indians a couple of rounds ahead of me. He's right. one of my good friends. I talk to him still, but uh, we always have talent over there. A couple other friends have gotten drafted over the years, but there's always talent at that school and there's always scouts looking, but uh, just a matter of right time, right spot. What made you choose Stony Brook? Honestly, it was my first offer that I had. Mm. I was, I think it was like sophomore year I committed, so I committed early. Oh, wow. But then uh, I went around the school, really fell in love with it, and it was about an hour from my house, so it kind of got that, like, I could be home, but I could also be away type of feel, so it really felt nice. Family very important to you? Yeah, big time. My family, you'll see here, they'll be here every <laughs> week almost. <It's> almost <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're really important to me. Any siblings? Yeah, I got a younger brother. He's a baseball player, too. Okay. He's, he's legit. Yeah, no, I, I saw uh, <laughs> you were a big fan of, of his uh, going to watch his Little League games when you both were younger. And, yeah. and you said you, I think you got a little over a little over competitive. Yeah. Uh, did did you, you still do that when you watch him play? I, I haven't honestly been able to watch him play in a couple of years because just the schedules, the way it works out. But yeah. 
Yeah, we're very critical. Like, if I have a rough <laughs> night, he's he's texting me. Oh no, I can't do it to him too much because he'll freak out. But but he he lets me have it. So when he, when he sees you at the rare occasion that you end up striking out more than once, he'll text you and be like, like "What are you doing?" Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll call me, and I know exactly <laughs> what it's about. So, are you overcritical and and a little bit too hyped up about his play or about the things surrounding his play, like the other team or umpires or things like that? Uh, well, he's a little bit of a hothead, so I kind of just worry about his play a little <laughs> oh, much. That's but, awesome. Um, but like I said, he's got he's got more talent than anybody I know. So if he oh, could wow. if he could just strap his head on right, he'll. You guys might be interviewing him in a couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? Seventeen. Okay, so junior I, in high junior school. high school. Yeah. yeah, already getting recruited. Uh, he's committed to Boston College. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Big program. Yeah. Yeah. Justin. Uh, yep. Justin Duncan. Yeah. Out of there. I worked out with him this off season. He's from Long Island too. Okay. So no, I. Go ahead. No, he's. I've met him this off season. He's really cool. Yeah. Now uh, another Stony Brook connection. Who is actually a former power player, Daniel Zamora. Yep. He's yeah. my roommate in college. Okay. Yeah. There we oh, go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The um. I don't, know, I don't know if it was the year after the power, but he uh, he came back to finish school, and that's when we roomed together. Yeah. What, he's one of my good friends. What's your favorite Daniel Zamora story? <laughs> that you could say on air. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that comes to mind, I can't say. <laughs> oh, <on air>. no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Daniel. He's he's one of the funniest guys I know. Yeah. Coming in freshman year, just a lot of laughs and extremely talented. Yeah. Actually, freshman year. I don't think I had a hit all fall, like, for a couple of weeks, and I was facing him. I'm like, great, i got to face this guy. <laughs> and I actually hit a triple off of him. Oh, wow. So that was a good story, I guess. Well, I guess that was the start of you finishing fourth most triples in Sony Brook yeah, history, right? Because <laughs> you, you hit one off Zamora. Well, that was only in practice. but Right, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah you said, counts, right? I, I can hit one off Zamora. Yeah, I can hit one exactly. off anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bobby Honeyman joining us here on Expanding the Grid. Uh, we touched a little bit. You know, on your time at Sony Brook, but let's kind of flash back before that. Who was Bobby Honeyman growing up? Um, played a lot of sports, a lot of family time. Used to play football when I was really younger, but hockey, golf, baseball that was pretty much me. I was always outside with my friends when they're after school playing roller hockey, wiffle ball. I lived right next to the water, so I was always out on the boat and stuff. Just always outside, never really. Even to this day, I don't play many video games or nothing. I'm always outside doing stuff. When did you start playing baseball? Mm, ever like ever since I could stand up, pretty much. My family, really? yeah, my family was always telling me they would like roll up socks and like balls and throw them at me when I was like two, <laughs> and I'm just hitting them in the den and stuff. So I've always always had a knack for it. It's a big family, uh, big family thing. Got it started early, and and because of that, you've had you've had connections with your family but your family's also had some athletic success mm -hmm. as well yeah definitely um my great uncle uh jimmy pitched for the tigers mm -hmm. he's uh that's my nan's um brother she's one of nine so oh wow yeah really we have a really big family but then uh my uncle dennis he played baseball at penn state and he's pretty much been like he texts me every day still approach stuff and so he's pretty much been the main driving force behind it yeah and your father played football in yeah division one football central connecticut state yeah. right yeah okay so uh what's your relationship like with dennis i know he said he texts you every day but but how how does he help you each and every day individually well me and him were we're pretty much kind of the same hitter so he could like he's watched me so many games that if like something a little is off he knows exactly what it is so hmm. he's the he's like the first one i go to pretty much whenever i got a question or if i'm like i don't know what's going on i need help so you've got a great support group, not yeah. only with your family, but with your coaches as mm -hmm. well. 
how blessed are you and how thankful are you for that just to have really kind of a lot of different places that you could go if you're having issues yeah extremely blessed um the more the more resources you have the better because i mean even like we've been going through here you're gonna face stuff in this game that you've never faced before mm-hmm. even if it's only 10 games in but uh so just getting as many opinions from other people as many resources you can helps a lot now you're not a big home run guy you do have one this year with the power so far and I know you've had some pretty iconic moments where you've hit home runs. Your first college home run was to win the America East opening round game on your birthday. Mm. And I also read that your first ever home run was at Cooperstown Dream Park. Yeah. I mean, do you just only hit home runs in big spots? I guess so. You see, <laughs> I just don't hit them enough. <laughs> but I guess so, yeah. That was a pretty cool moment. You just save them for the big moments. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> Was there anything you know extra about the fact that you can say that your first ever home run was at Cooper Sands Park? Uh, no. I mean, every every younger kid goes down there for a tournament when they're younger. Yeah. I actually went three times because my birthday fell in the right spot, so I was able to play up a year. Then I played my age, and then I was able to play down a year actually. So I went three times. So, and the fences are only like two hundred feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to say that, Bobby. Yeah, exactly. You can just go with the home run side. <laughs> yeah. All right, so growing up in New York, uh, Yankees or Mets? Yankees fan. Okay, Yankees fan. So you model yourself after Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter's yeah. my favorite player. Okay. Huh. All right. Did, now, mean, do you play like him? Do you, do you try and play like him? I try to. More of like a contact gap-to-gap hitter. Okay. So I kind of model myself after him. And then Robinson Cano growing up was one of my favorite players. I actually got to play with him last year, so that was a really cool experience for me. Really? Yeah. yeah tell us about that. Uh, yeah, so we were in Everett, and he was coming back from uh, to get back into baseball, and we were like 30 minutes away from the big league team, so he just rehabbed with us for a couple games. But he was a really cool guy. It was really cool to learn some things from him. What was the biggest thing that he taught you? It was just the way that he, like, the game comes to him and his, like, thoughts about the game. Like, he's so advanced with everything. Like, he knows exactly what pitch is coming every single time. That's what makes him such a good hitter. And then you, you've made some great defensive plays throughout the course of the season. You talked about you modeled your hitting after Derek Jeter and Robinson Cano and guys like that. Anybody you look at from a defensive side? I was It was always Derek Jeter for me because I was a shortstop growing up. But then I moved over to third freshman year of college. And then, I mean, some of the, the best in the game today, Arenado, he takes a lot of pride on defense. But I think it's all from college. Like, as I said, in the Northeast, you're not really – like defense is a priority like you're not really going to have those absolute slugfests where the ball is just flying out of the stadium so you need to make defensive plays and in college we've always we were always top five in fielding percentage every single year so I take a lot of pride in that I know you touched on uh, you have a pretty big family do you, are you is your house in Massapequa the place where kind of everyone gets together for the holidays or do you always have a, a special place that you all go to um it's actually my grandma's house she lives in Massapequa also we all kind of stayed close together she's about five minutes away from me but Every kind of like big party event, we all go to her house. Everyone comes in. Any pets? Yeah, I got two dogs. Okay, big dog guy. What are their names? Marley and uh, Dansby. Marley and Dansby after yeah. Dansby Swanson. Yep. Okay, another short nice. size. Yep, okay, yeah. all right, got it. My brother came up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you you got Marley? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was Wait, my uh, you said, 16th birthday present. You said you were a big dog person. That does that mean they're big dogs? Oh no, no, no. like I, I like dogs a lot, but they're are she's they small like a. Marley's a golden doodle. She's like 55 pounds, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, the other one's a Wheaton Terry. He's like 40 oh, okay. pounds. Yeah, but yeah I'd like, I like big dogs. Oh, okay. Okay. How long you had them both? Uh, Marley is 
going on seven, and Dansby's about one or two. Wow. Yeah, he's young. Okay, so you just you did you just get Dansby? Yeah. Did you have any dogs before that? Yeah, I've had dogs growing up my entire life. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so how we usually wrap things things up here on the podcast is we <laughs> kind of have a little bit of fun uh, with with our special guest and. Well, we go through your social media, oh, and, <laughs> and we, uh, we we like to ask you about a few uh, certain tweets that you may have had. Now, you actually are, are pretty active on Twitter. Um, I used to be. I don't really tweet much anymore. Right. Yeah, I think your last thing was back in the end of last year. Yeah. Um, but you have over 1,500 tweets, so it took a little bit to go through. I think it was 1,548 was the exact count when I checked. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> now, we, we, we go back in the archives, so we, we try and find some of the, some of the best stuff. All right. Um, so we're just going to ask you about a few things. All right. So the first one that I want to ask you about, September 1st, 2012, you said nothing even comes close to college football. Is that still true to you? Watching college football, yes. There's, I'd say getting together on a Saturday and just watching guys who aren't getting paid just compete to try and get to the next level is you can't, you can't match that. I'm a big Penn State football fan. Okay. Is that, is that your typical Saturday in the off season? Is just I'm watching college yeah, football. Yeah, definitely. I'm sitting on the couch watching college football. Like, don't talk to me. This is my this is my day. <laughs> you can talk to me, but <laughs> yeah. like, I'm I'm by the couch. I'm right there with you. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, now I saw. I I, I want to know about what this is. You mentioned a lot, especially in your high school years, that you hated doing a workout called the Sean T workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that, and what was so bad about it? It was like a. It's a it was like a P90X workout oh, okay. that that only pitchers had to do. I'm already oh. out. But then <laughs> I ended up I ended up pitching a little bit in high school, so I, but I would only close, so I'd throw like one inning. But they would still make me do all the pitchers' workouts, <laughs> and it was horrible. So I'd have to go hit and then do like an hour workout or, or pitch and then pitch oh, no. one inning and then run like three miles. It was terrible. Oh jeez. So okay, you were a pitcher. Uh, did you always did you like pitching, or did you eventually always know you want to be an infielder? I liked it a lot. I actually, I guess I'll brag about it because I don't do it anymore. But yeah. I was pretty good at it. But okay. um, <laughs> so I would, I What'd would you throw? Clo- like yeah, pitches, uh, fastball, curveball, changeup. Okay, not much of a changeup, more fastball, curveball. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I would close for my high school team, and then I would play short three game series. I'd play short the first two games, and then if I needed to, pitch the last game. Okay. Uh, moving on, in November 18th of 2012, and you've tweeted about this a lot since, but this is the one that stuck out to me. You said that you were going to marry Taylor Swift. Oh, no shot. <laughs> <laughs> so you've given up on that dream? Given up on her. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what, but you still, you're still a big fan of Taylor Swift, I'd imagine. No, actually no? not. No, oh, wow. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Wait, all okay. Right. So you, this is, was this country Taylor Swift time? I was like before remember, she went honestly. pop, or I what even turned tell you. you off to Taylor Swift? I'm curious. I don't know. I stopped I'm, listening. To, I guess interest change change. music. Yeah, interest yeah. change. That's fair. So, okay. yeah. Hey, it, it's understand. This is 2012 Bobby versus 2019 Bobby. Yeah, That's exactly. fair. He, okay. he, he's, he's evolved a lot since then. All right. Uh, October 18, 2012. You said being an SAT prep makes you want to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, the SAT is the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take it like three times too. Oh well. Yes, but I I finally got into college, so there we go. I mean, well, hey, that's all that matters, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, April six, two thousand thirteen. You said I get way too heated watching my little brother's Mets games. How how heated is way too heated? Did you like get the umpires looking at you like threatening to like yeah, have would, you leave? Yeah, I would start <laughs> yelling at people just because being like at a higher level of baseball, I guess, and then you watch younger 
kids play baseball, and it's like, why are they doing this? But they don't know any better. <laughs> I still do the same things with my, my little brother in high school. Did it bug you at all that your brother played for the Mets and you're a Yankees fan? No, I, I, I played for the Mets a couple of times when I was growing up, too. But okay. It's just whatever. Yeah. All right. Last one for you here. February 10th, 2013, you said, if I was six foot eleven, I could dunk like Blake Griffin. Hashtag overrated. Yeah, I mean, the hoop's not much higher than he is, so <laughs> I, I, I would never know, but I guess it, I don't think it could be too hard. <laughs> Do you still think Blake Griffin's overrated? Uh, Ooh. I don't really watch basketball at all, but oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't really tell you, but, I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money, so I guess he's not that that's overrated. True, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, a couple of quick hitters here as we wrap up with Bobby Honeyman here on Expanding the Grid. Uh mentioned favorite baseball team is the Yankees. Favorite football team? I'm a New York Jets fan. Okay. Oh, okay. So, All right. Well, sorry for the last year. few years. Yeah, but we, we just need Brady to retire, and then we'll be good. <laughs> I certainly hope that never happens. <laughs> um, but you know, that's where you and I disagree. Uh, besides uh, Jeter, did you have any other baseball players you kind of idolized growing up? Those was Yankees players, but um, A. Rod, I was a big fan of. And then like uh, Bernie Williams and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So always a big fan of them. Favorite uh, major league park that you've gotten to go to? Been to Fenway. That was really cool. Uh, Yankee Stadium, probably one of my favorite. Then uh, one that I went to travel to when I was for a tournament. I went to Camden Yards. That was pretty okay. cool. Right. That was a really nice stadium. Yeah. Do you eventually want to hit all thirty? Probably not. But uh, if I if I run into them, I will. But I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, Bobby, appreciate the time. Best of luck for the rest of the year. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great talking with Bobby Honeyman, such a, a kind young man, and really shared a lot of great stories uh, with us about his brother, about his family life, and just about him playing baseball. You know, big Yankees fan, grew up loving uh, Derek Jeter. Uh, who wouldn't? I mean, he, he yeah. plays almost exactly like him with the defense we've seen him put up here in the first couple of games. And I like the what he said about Nolan Arenado too, a guy who takes pride in defense, and Honeyman likes to look after that. And we've definitely seen that on the field. The way he's been able to flash the glove over the last couple of weeks, he's. Uh, done a really nice job of that. Has to pick up some things after this homestand back uh, at the bat, and I think he started that off with a nice two-run home run uh, in Game 3 of the Lakewood series. But, man, I am excited to to see what Honeyman has in store for uh, the rest of 2019. But uh, like you said in in the open, he's a glue guy, and that's, that's really the most important thing, and he's going to be there for other people whenever they need to talk about some things, and he's a baseball lifer like the majority of us are. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him and the rest of this power team. Well, one of the things that we really didn't touch on with Bobby himself, because it's been touched on a lot, so we, we thought we'd, we'd leave that alone and leave it to just us knuckleheads to deal with. That's probably uh, a good idea. Yeah, is Bobby Honeyman's name. Honeyman. Honeyman. What a great name. It's already awesome. been dubbed as the unofficial best name on the West Virginia Power, and that's happened to him at Stony Brook. You know, he's gotten that before. So we, we thought we'd leave the name alone with Bobby. We, we would take it to another level here in our final segment of Expanding the Grid, uh, Episode 2. So what we're going to do is we both went back and looked up several of the quote-unquote greatest names in all of baseball. It could be Major League, Minor League, Retired, or Active. Kyle and I each found three names of major or minor league baseball players with interesting names that are that are we just think are great names for baseball. Uh, they can be very hard to say names, or they can just be regular great names that relate to the sport of baseball. We more leaned on the side of hard to say and hard to spell <laughs> because while we are going through these players, we're also going to be consuming honey. 
Yeah. How this is going to work is we're so going gross. to go <laughs> we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to say one of my players' names for Kyle. Kyle, before he says the name, will consume two packets of Bojangles honey, thanks to Bojangles, who's a sponsor of the West Virginia Power, <laughs> um, and also provides our front office staff with food every Wednesday. So Kyle will consume two packets of Bojangles honey. Then he will try, after he completely swallows the honey, will try and say the name, and then he will try and spell the name. So we'll see how he does and see how hilarious it sounds when Kyle tries to say this with two packets full of honey in his mouth. And then I will do the same. And then whenever we are on the air for the Asheville series, if you hear us with raspy throat noises and voices, then uh, that this is why. Well, honey helps the throat. That, to a certain extent, <laughs> before you swallow it whole. We'll see. Well, this is an experiment for both of us. It is. All right, Kyle, are you ready? I am for... not ready, but yes, no. let's oh, do this. Okay, all right. So I've got my first packet of honey ready to go. All right, you can, you Why don't can, we torture can, you can consume uh, at your leisure. Okay. <laughs> Good girl. Oh, okay. Two packets. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Mmm. <laughs> Mm. All right, Kyle. Your uh, your first name that you need to repeat is Asher Wojciechowski. Asher Wojciechowski. <laughs> One more time. Asher Wojciechowski. Okay. Okay. That, that wasn't bad. That's not bad. All right. Uh, go ahead and try and spell it. Mm. Oh, he's just going in for the honey. I gotta make a sound good. Um, <laughs> it's making me like pucker up. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh gosh. Can w- you spell it? W O No W A R No. No, I'm no, off. Way it's off. over. Okay. All right. What is it? W O J C I E C H O W S K I. Astro Wojciechowski, yep. current pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Yep, I'm out. All I'm right, out cool. on that one. All right. Okay. My turn. Oh man. My throat does hurt already. Really? I'm gonna tell you that right now. Really? Oh boy. Yeah, it hurts. That does not feel great. Okay. Oh, I need a drink, but I can't do it. Um, okay, you're consuming the first packet. Oh, I'm going to say <laughs> it's this uh, This guy actually played for the Boston Red Sox in 2004 mm. when they won the series. Um, was also a Pittsburgh Pirate in 2008 as well. Mm-hmm. His name is Doug. Minkovich. Doug Minkovich, actually. Minkovich. <laughs> See, that was a test because I there are two pronunciations on here. One is the the one that's that's oh. supposed to be or that's like messed up, and then the other one is the the right one. And that was a test. It's, well done, uh, Doug Minkovich. <laughs> Whoa, okay, that sticks in your throat. Yes, it does. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I I haven't thought about how to spell Doug Minkovich's name in a while. Mm-hmm. It's a tough spelling. All right. Mint cave. Okay. M I E N T K I E W I C Z. Wow. Let's go, David. Boom. Nailed it. He's a true Red Sox fan, ladies and gentlemen. He caught the winning out of the World Series in 04. So I've seen it. I've literally watched that play probably a thousand times. That's fair. Also, the honey didn't really affect me as much as I thought it would. I'm kind of upset. It's kind of burning in the back of my throat. I I kind of scarfed it down, though. I feel fine, though. It didn't affect me from like a speaking standpoint, but I am definitely not comfortable currently. (laughs) Okay. I am like. 
My voice is probably going to be okay, but all right, yeah. that's good. That's the most important thing. Well, I mean, we're also two of six in, so that's true. All right, uh, are you ready for your second name? Yeah. All right. Uh, consume the honey. That's while I Google the name to make sure that I'm saying it and spelling it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have selected these names beforehand, folks. We're not just coming up with these. This is so gross. <laughs> Wasn't that bad for me? I don't know what's wrong. I don't yeah, keep once you get to once you get to three, rough, rough. Kyle's in rough city. I'm in rough city. All right, I don't even Here want we to go. do this fourth one. Okay, <laughs> do it. What is what's, what's do the, the name? name? Do the packet. I don't know what the name is. All right, the name is Trey Mihalcheski. Oh yeah, I'm done, man. <laughs> Can you even say it? Well, Trey is T R. No, can you say it first? <laughs> Michalski. <laughs> what was it? No. Michalski. Michalski. There you go. Okay. All right. As he says it with honey in his mouth. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you spell it? Oh, Not Trey. That's the easy part. T R E Y. Nailed it. Okay. Okay. Um, what was it? One more time. Michalski. Can I hear it in a sentence, please? Uh, yeah. Trey Michalski <laughs> went four for four with a double. <laughs> M and two RBI. M E I C H E S K I E. No. Oh. Mihal Chesky. M I C H A L C Z E W S K. I knew there was a Z in there. Somewhere. He is currently in the Chicago White Sox organization. Of course he, he is, is in Double A with the Birmingham Barons. Hmm. FYI, hmm. just in case you were wondering. I don't know how to spell Michael one. Jordan, who played for the Birmingham well, Barons. That could have helped because yeah. Michael is kind of like Mihal, but no E. That's uh, yeah, I guess that's and true. And Chesky is just a throw. okay. All right, here we go. More honey. Uh, so this one is the longest name in the history of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually didn't know this was the the case, uh, but it's not super hard to pronounce. Uh, do you know who it is? He was a Red Sox player from 2010 to 2012. This is a trivia question, also. Uh, no, I don't. I, you don't know it? I should, but he I, was a minor player with the Red Sox, and he came over from the Texas Rangers. Oh, Jared Saltalamacchia. There you go. Yeah, Jared Saltalamacchia. All right. And now, how do you spell it? Mm. Garrett Daltlamak. Oh God. Oh yeah. See now you're on back at four and you're feeling it. Mm. It's starting to get real gross. Okay. All right. Daltlamak. Oh, 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 now it's getting in there. Okay. Daltlamakia. <laughs> All right. S A. Mm-hmm. Getting honey out of my throat. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. All right. All right. Can I write this down as I spell it? Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I haven't done that, but okay. yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna write it down. I just want to make sure okay. I, I – it's like no, a spelling bee. You can write it on the card, you know? All right. Yeah, I'll start doing okay. that too because I'm, right. I'm terrible at spelling S- out of the – S-A-L-T-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-A-C-A-L-A-M-
Uh, final one. Okay. All right. Consume honey. No. We're almost done, Kyle. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This is one that uh, Pittsburgh Pirates fans listening to the podcast might uh, know for for a little bit. Is is he was with the uh, he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates at some point. Uh, it's Adani Echeverria. Mm. You say it. Adani Echeverria. Uh, you have one more honey packet to consume, I sir. I don't I. Okay. I'm getting there. Say it while you're consuming the honey. That's that's what makes it funny. That's fair. Okay. Adani Echeverria. There we go. Okay. All right. Can you spell it? Probably not. E H. No. A C H. The first letter you said was E? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to write it down to see. E C H E V E R R I A. Incorrect. Ah. Uh the first letter is an H. Well that Well that <laughs> So you were wrong from the beginning. I hate the letter H. Honey. <laughs> Heteroreal. <laughs> H e c h a v a r r i a. I was close. Echeveria. Adania is a d e i n y. By the way. Okay. I, I just didn't have the. All right. Didn't have the 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 h at the beginning. All right. Final final one uh, for me. <sighs> uh, let me let me get the honey ready. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, go ahead. Okay. This one also a current player. He's a pitcher. And I'm I'm all I've always been bad at saying his name. Oh boy! Played for the Cubs. I Jeff Samarja. Yep, I knew who it was. Okay, how do you, you said spell? Cubs? Yeah, yeah. How well, do you spell? I, I want to try and say it while I'm eating. Okay. Mm. Yep. Oh, Samarja. <laughs> wow. It's not a DUA at the inch at the end. Oh man, I see. I can't even talk. Still, man. Jeff Samarja. Oh, that now. honey. Okay. I'm so glad I'm done with the, my six packets. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Thanks again so to Bojangles gross. for their contributions. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Jeff Samarja. Ooh, okay. I have not had practice spelling this one. Okay. Samarja. I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, if you get it right, you're three for three. Which I know. Is impressive. But I'm already two for three, and you went over three, so I mm-hmm. win. No, you um, definitely win. I okay. Just, but do you really want to? You want to just come out with a dub, or do you want to throw a perfect game? I mean, I love to throw a perfect game, but I think yeah. one, two, for three is like throwing a no-hitter, right? No. Okay. No. All it's right. like throwing a one-hitter. All right. Samarja. Uh, well, Jeff. J-E-F-F. Okay. Um, Good. <laughs> Samarja. Glad we got that one out of the way. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, Samarja. S. Mm-hmm. That's correct. M. Okay. A. Mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. D. Yes. This is a tough one. I know. Marja. Is it I-J-A? So. No. First off. S-A-M. Ah. A-R-D. And then Z-I-J-A. Oh, oh, there is a Z in there. Yep, I knew there that. There's a Z at the end. Ah. So two for three. Right, you throw a three. complete game shutout, one hitter. Congratulations there, David Kahn. Better than I ever did in Little League. It was so. pretty. <laughs> That's fair. But you, you probably threw those all the time. I threw two no-hitters in Little League. There you go. And a perfect game. 
It was Humble, pretty fun. Humble I was brag. a little league. No, I was a little league. I peaked in little league. That's exactly what happened. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was fun. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that. hope you all enjoyed our interview with Bobby Honeyman. <laughs> uh, we will continue to bring you these podcasts, hopefully once a homestand. The Power on the Road in Asheville for three games, then back home at Appalachian Power Park on Monday the 22nd to begin a seven-game homestand against the Columbia Fireflies and the Asheville Tourists. Thanks so much to Bobby Honeyman for joining us. For Kyle Yeomans, this is David Kahn signing off on Expanding the Grid. <laughs> <laughs>